Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the Playmakers, the second and final hour of the show. Adrian Hernandez riding solo. Lindsay will return either tomorrow or Friday. You know planes in this country. We don't know if she's going to make it on time, but we have a lot of football to get to. Of course, coming up, we got your tickets to the IFL National Championship going down Saturday, August 13th. We'll be checking in with Jaguars beat writer Mia O'Brien. But first, before we get to the Jags, we need to talk about the Raiders because, yes, although it's preseason, football is back tomorrow. So joining us from the Silver and Black Today podcast, the official Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders is Scott Gobranson. Scott, where is your excitement level at for tomorrow? Adrian, it's football. See, I don't get as excited as Lindsay does. I know she bounces off the walls, and now she's doing that in Minnesota on vacation. Uh, but no, the excitement level is high because guess what, man? Football is officially back. We get to watch a football game tomorrow night. And before people complain, oh, it's preseason, none of the starters, it's still football, people. All these long months, we finally get to see on the ga a game. And then for Raider fans, very exciting, too, because one of their own is inducted again into the Hall of Fame. That, of course, the great, the late great, unfortunately, Cliff Branch, who should have been in years and years ago, but he's going to be in there. So the excitement level is sky high. This Josh McDaniels uh, team, the new coach, the new pieces, even though a lot of them won't play, people are just excited to see the silver and black back on the green field out in Canton. And plus, the whole roster matters now, people. Look, we have expectations. We want to be playing deep into the playoffs. It's going to take all 53 members of that roster. And I almost forgot, uh, all insider calls are brought to us by BetQL. That's smart to beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Now, as we start everything off, uh, I want to ask you the same question that I asked your co-host on Silver and Black today, Mo Moten. And it's just plain and simple. Is there going to be a honeymoon or a grace period for Josh McDaniels this season? Wait a minute. Who's this Mo guy you're talking about? No, I, I kid. Um, the honeymoon for McDaniels? Of course. I mean, listen, he's a brand new coach. He comes in and he's got a brand new GM. They've had some roster turnover. Of course, they've kept some pieces. They've gotten better overall. So, yes, there will be. But again, though, it's the NFL. So that honeymoon's not very long. The expectation of this team, of this ownership, and of the GM is to win. And if you look at the moves they've made, they're not in a mini rebuilding mode. They are in a win now mode. So you have to look at your coach and say, are you going to be able to do it? Now, listen, last year they made the playoffs. I know they had to fight to get into the playoffs. They did it. They were maybe a whistle or two away from beating the Bengals, who eventually went on to the Super Bowl. 
So I think the expectations are high of everybody, including the players, including the coaches. The AFC West is more stout now than it was before, so you have to keep up with that. So the Raiders can't afford to go backwards. I think McDaniels, uh, the expectation is there. Now he's got a year. He's got some things that he inherited that he's got to fix, i.e. the offensive line, which we'll get into in a little while. But nonetheless, I think that the, the idea here is he's got to win. He's got to build on last year, and I think anything less than that would be a disappointment. And heading into this game in the first couple of weeks of training camp, and they're officially in pads, they're ready to go, they're in Canton. Uh, from the outset, though, what do you feel like for the Raiders is going to be, or is right now currently, their biggest strength and their most glaring hole? Uh, no question the strength is the offense and its weapons. So you start with Derek Carr, quarterback, with that new contract. He's comfortable in the system. He's he's spent the time and effort to do that in the offseason after Josh McDaniels was hired. He's also got, of course, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and now Devontae Adams. Then you look at the running back position with Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Brandon Bolden. They got a full room there. And so that offense has every type of weapon that you need to be successful. So if I look at the strength of this team, with a 1A being the two defensive ends, if they're all both healthy, with Max Crosby and, of course, Chandler Jones, that that offense, though, is just waiting there. People are salivating for it to get on the field and to hit its stride with everything that's out there. Now, same on the same uh, coin, but the other side of it now, glaring hole is the right side of the offensive line still. Alex Leatherwood, from all the reports there in Las Vegas, still struggled, listed as a starter going into this game, but that doesn't really matter. Listen, folks, uh, depth charts in the preseason mean little or nothing, uh, but you got him. You have Brandon Parker, who's played well. You're hearing great stuff out of camp about Lester Cotton and his development. Then you even have uh, Thayer Munford, the rookie from Ohio State. That right offensive line has got to find some semblance of normalcy and consistency because if they don't, it disrupts their strength. <laughs> what I just mentioned, all those offensive weapons. If Derek Carr doesn't have time to throw the ball and he's fighting for his life every down because the right side can't get it done, then it negates that. So that's why those two things are so connected and, and really have to be rectified for this team to reach its full potential. And, and Scott, that would lead me to the assumption that the number one thing you'll be paying attention to is kind of, you know, whether it's in the first, second, third quarter, it doesn't matter who's getting reps in, but paying mm. attention to that offensive line and seeing where McDaniels and the team kind of see some of these players and what positions, whether it's guard or tackle or having to rotate around due to injuries and stuff in this upcoming season. Absolutely, Adrian. And I, I think Mo and I talk about on Silver and Black today all the time that the number one thing that 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 we are concerned with overall actually is that offensive line, the right side, particularly left side's fine and center is fine with Andre James, but also the defensive line. Look, they've been hit by injuries. You look so far, Bilal Nichols, a guy I really like that they signed away from the Bears. Um, he's on injured reserve. Uh, you have Kyle, uh, Kyler Fackrell, who is out on the end. So you're going to need Kendall Vickers, Vernon Butler, to step up and really play well. Malcolm Kuntz, another guy. Cleland Farrell, a former first-round pick who kind of is fighting for his life this year. He's got to show something because 
that that whole point, or the whole point, I should say, is you win in the trenches. You win an offensive and defensive line, and they're going to have to be able to do that, especially in this division where they're going to have all these quarterbacks are going to have to put pressure on them, whether it's Herbert in Los Angeles, whether it's Mahomes in Kansas City, or now um, uh, Russell out in Denver, Russell Wilson. You're going to have to pressure them, and that doesn't just come from the outside. That's got to come from the inside, too. So I'm going to be watching both lines the entire game, which doesn't sound very exciting. But like you said early on, every person on the roster matters. Depth in the NFL is everything. Yeah, and and since you know I am a big guy, I love talking about line play. So you're safe with me, Scott. But also, <laughs> uh, since you are talking about that defensive line, uh, so earlier this week, Kyler Fackrell was placed on the injured reserve. His season will be over. You just brought up Clinton Farrell. He got injured earlier at practice. He's missed what I think it's three consecutive three. sessions on Sunday. Yep. Uh, Chandler Jones also missed his third straight practice on Saturday. Uh, Raiders. Injured with those key players at that position. McDaniels hasn't been very specific when asked about Jones and Farrell uh, before practice on Sunday. Does that bring you any concern or it's just early in preseason? Rest up while you can before the season starts. Yeah, I talked about it on our show on Tuesday. I just said, listen, I don't think it's it's at the point where people should be concerned yet, right? Because if you, especially with the case of Chandler Jones, and yes, 31 is not that old, but in football years it is. And so at his level and the type of player he is at 31 years old, if you have a little tinge, even if it's no big deal, you might as well hold the guy out. You want him to be 100% when you roll around to the regular season when it matters. And so I would not be concerned with Chandler Jones as much practice he's, he's missed. Cleveland Farrell, I'm concerned with not so much the injury. It doesn't sound like it's anything terrible, but he just needs reps. He needs to be on the field. He needs to play himself into a role on this team and be able to have kind of a clean start with his coaching staff. So that's where it worries me. It doesn't worry me about his health, but if the kid's going to to come out of the shell and, and sort of live up to some of the potential, which is not all his fault, he didn't over, overdraft himself. That was Mike Mayock and John Gruden. So it, it's just that, that lack of playing time on the field. If he doesn't play against the Jags in Canton will be very disappointing and it'll hurt him. And Scott, I think this is kind of inevitable as we head closer and closer to the season. Obviously, roster cuts and teams trying to fit under the cap, uh, this, that, and the third. But do you think the Raiders will look to sign an offensive lineman or D-tackle, nose tackle, uh, towards the end of training camp to kind of bolster up that depth? I think they would be in the market. I mean, they're sitting there now with, I think, about $24 million after the injury to Micah Kaiser. He's on the on the uh, uh, injured list, so he can't play this season, so they save some money there. So they have some money. Um, you know, Mo, my co-host, seems to think that they'll sign one. I think they have the possibility of signing two because I really do believe they're in a win-now mode. I don't think they're, they, that they think they're far away. And so if you can go get an Indomitian Sue who's still out there, right, uh, and you can go get a veteran offensive lineman, why wouldn't you, to, to create that depth? But I think you know this first game will be very telling tomorrow, Adrian, because they'll see what they have, and then I would anticipate after this game, that's when you'd see them make a move because they're going to see some live play from these guys, and if there's just somebody who's not going to cut it that they're counting on, then they're going to have to go out there and scour and see if they can get some uh, some veterans to come in and help. Scott Gobranson joining us, of course, co-host of the Silver and Black Today podcast, the Odyssey original covering the Las Vegas Raiders. And let's stay on this defensive side uh, from the line to the secondary. Of course, you brought up the depth chart and how much that doesn't that doesn't mean. But so far, it's got Rocky Sin slotted on the outside, Nate Hobbs in the slot as he's been. And you got Rock as a new signing. You got Anthony Averett as a new signing. But ultimately, mm-hmm. 
Do you see Nate Hobbs kind of staying in, at that corner slot position, or do you see him moving to the outside this upcoming season? You know, I do see him staying at that slot, but the caveat there is if they need him outside and they put him there and he does well, we'll see if he gets some reps there um, during the preseason at all, uh, then why not? I think the kid, I know the kid is a budding superstar. I mean, yes, he's got to come through this year. Uh, one year is a great thing and, and, and all that, but you have to prove over time that you're consistent. But I think that highly of the kid. I think they're going to be able to put him where they need to. On the outside, I'm not as sure because we just haven't seen him, right? But but he's got that that slot position. There's no question, uh, and and he's going to continue to do that. And then with on the outside with Rocky Sin uh, as well and Averett, I think Averett has a little bit of an edge uh, just because of the consistency there. Yasin is is a guy with so much potential and upside. So that competition is good. You know, we heard from Josh McDaniels at his press conference on Sunday, and he talked about what it meant for those veterans like like Yasin uh, and Averett to be back there with the young guys like Hobbs and Mullen, and it, it means a lot. And I think that they're going to raise the play there. And again, it goes back to the depth. Whoever wins out as a starter, at least you know there's some good, competent players behind them, and that's going to make this defensive backfield much stronger. And, and let's stay on defense before we flip flip to offense. Denzel Perryman, I know first day of training camp, people were asking him about his contract status and him and Darren Waller wanting new deals. He said, you can talk to my agent. I'm worried about football. But when you look mm-hmm. at this linebacker core, uh, whether it's Denzel, whether it's uh, uh, Diablo, what are some of the linebacker standouts um, to you? And how does this group look going into the season? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think I think Jayon Brown, uh, you know, six years out of UCLA, the veteran is is looking pretty good. But the guy that I'm really impressed with, from everything we've heard, and I'm going to be watching closely tomorrow night during the game, is is Darian Butler, the rookie out of Arizona State, the undrafted rookie. Lots of great buzz coming out of now. Sometimes buzz coming out of camp means nothing, but uh, I'd watch for him. He's a really athletic player. He's got the speed and the size with the way the linebacking position has changed in modern NFL defense where it's much more of a hybrid position and dropping back in coverage, having to cover sideline to sideline. Darian Butler can do that, and I think he's a guy that everybody should watch out there if you're watching the game tomorrow night. 100%. And let's flip over to the wide receivers. In your opinion, who do you think is going to be standing opposite of Devontae on the outside? Because obviously we know Hunter's got the slot locked down. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be Demarcus Robinson um, be, to start. Now, I don't I don't necessarily think that the way that's the way the season will end, but you have a veteran guy, and if you watched what he did in Kansas City in that offense, uh, wasn't always impressive, but he's a solid guy with solid hands. I'd also say Keelan Cole, the young kid there too, is impressed as well as Tyron Johnson. Now, I know. Uh, you've talked about Mac Hollins, and everybody loves Mac Hollins. He's not only a comedian, but he's a practical joker. It's going to be he's a fan a cool... favorite this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's a great guy in the locker room, right? I mean, we have heard it from everybody, from defensive players, offensive players, uh, talking about how crazy he is there, and that is awesome. You need that guy, and I think he's going to contribute heavily, heavily, but I think it'll be on special teams. I don't think he's going to be – the guy that pushes for that that number three spot or that number two opposite Devontae Adams. I just don't see it happening based on his history and what he did uh, in Miami and stuff. So so I, I like the kid, and I think he's going to be big for this team, but everybody has a role to play. And will he play and line up at that position at times and contribute? Absolutely he will. I just don't think he's going to be the guy who sees a lot of action there, but I think you'll see him on the field a lot. Are the Raiders going to ultimately heading into the season with the, the final 53 roster, are they going to – Carry five or six wide receivers, in your opinion. It, 
It's a good question. Um, if this was John Gruden, I'd say six, but I think I think with, with what we have with the offensive system of, of Josh McDaniels, I'm going to lean towards five because Darren Waller is a big wide receiver. So so I think I think they look at that a little bit differently and the, and the talent that they have at the roster right now. But I think that'll depend, too, who pushes who. This is why when people talk – and listen, I, I understand people paying to go to preseason games and that they don't like to do that because you're not seeing starters. I understand that logic. But as far as pure football, and if you're really interested to see how your team's developing, the preseason games are awesome because this is where you see a guy. And you might be Josh McDaniels and say, hey, we're carrying five. And then all of a sudden you see somebody in the preseason just go nuts and you and it convinces him to keep a sixth guy or it convinces him to keep another roster guy that he was getting ready to cut or keep somebody on the practice squad that they were going to say goodbye to. That's what you love. These guys are all fighting for their jobs and um, they put everything out there. And so to me, that's exciting, even if the names aren't as familiar as the stars that you see uh, when you're watching Monday Night Football come regular season. And as we talk about this, I'm also thinking like, OK, are they going to carry five or six wide receivers? Uh, you brought up earlier the running back room. I don't mm. think you even mentioned Zamir White's name, who missed practice a couple of days, showed up yesterday, kicked ass, so he's getting a lot of hype. So there's a lot of offensive problems for the Raiders, but I guess that's good. Um, and before <laughs> we get you out of here, uh, let's have some fun, because earlier today, Justin Herbert, uh, the news came out that sports books they have him as the betting favorite to lead the league in passing TDs this year. So let's play a little game of over-under. For Derek Carr... 28 touchdowns, over or under? You know, I'm going over. I'm telling you. I'm, okay. I think this offense, you know why I'm going over? Because I think after five years of watching the Raiders just crap the bed in the red zone and uh, in short field offense, I think they got the pieces now that Derek Carr is going to pick up a lot more scores in these short yardage situations. If you look at Josh McDaniel's offense, you look at what Tom Brady did. No, I'm not comparing Tom Brady to Derek Carr, by the way. But I'm okay, just Devontae from, Adams. Or Aaron <laughs> yeah, Rodgers, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, yes. Uh, but but from a pure offense and, and system perspective, Derek Carr is going to get more opportunities to throw shorter passes in the red zone uh, and execute those uh, with this offense. And so I think he's got the opportunity to do it. So I'm going to take 28. Only caveat I'll give is if they can't figure out that line, all bets are off. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's slightly, slightly important. Um, and before we get you out of here, uh, can you let us know about this podcast, the Odyssey Original Silver and Black today, you and Mo Moten, uh, what's on the way for fans to uh, look forward to, to listen to? Yeah, thanks to everybody out there. I know my listeners, when I started there uh, on KXST, uh, which is now 1140 The Bet with the show, they've they've all stayed with us all these years, and now they're with us with the podcast, and uh, they're having a good time with the format. But yeah, we're going to be on a new show tomorrow on Thursday at pregame, so we'll be, it'll be available in the morning so you can listen to it on your commuter before the game. And we're going to do a couple things. Number one is we're going to do a game preview. We're going to give you the top three things to watch in the game, myself and my co-host Mo Moten. We're also going to spend an entire segment as we should talking about the legacy and the career and the life of cliff branch as they get ready to induct him in the hall of fame on saturday just a great guy uh and just a fantastic representation of raiders football so we'll talk about that then we'll close the show with a visit from our good buddy mostradamus mostradamus for those of you who haven't listened before is mo's alter ego where he predicts stuff uh, he becomes the Swami. We're going to predict the game. He's also going to pick 
Who's going to shine and who's going to whine? So who's going to do really well? Who's not going to do well? He'll also give us his pick for who he thinks the first Raider to be cut after this game will be. So we're going to have some fun with that. Not fun for the guy getting cut, but fun for us to, to, to guess. Uh, and so we'll do that. So, yeah, you can download that anywhere you get your podcast. Of course, I love it on the free Odyssey app because I can get dun, this dun, station. Dun, dun, dun. I can get everything there. So wherever you get your podcast, you can find Silver and Black today. Absolutely. Scott, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Anytime, Adrian. Thanks, buddy. Of course. Scott Goldbranson joining us, of course, Silver and Black Today podcast. Uh, be sure to follow Scott at LV Gully, G-U-L-L-Y. And coming up, we got the Raiders perspective. Now let's head over to Florida to get the perspective of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because guess what? Urban Meyer's not there anymore. We might have some positivity out of the Jags camp. We'll check in with Mia O'Brien coming up next. It's 1140 The Bet. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.